0: You are listening to the Genesis Podcast, a community of faith, love, and hope. As we look to the scriptures, it is our desire to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. We are continuing our series on elements. And what we've been looking at is the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians five, verses twenty two and twenty-three, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And we've been looking at how these elements of spiritual fruit are really supposed to be the character that we have as followers of Jesus Christ. If you want to know what spirituality looks like, it looks like this. When you want to know, is someone really in line with God? Is someone right on with God? Well, this should be what's a part of their life. Because it really doesn't matter what else is there. If these things aren't there, something's amiss, because this is what a life that is connected to God produces. And so we want to continue seeing how we can better develop these things in our lives. And today we're going to be talking about faithfulness. In Hebrews 11.1, it says, Faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. And faithfulness has as, as its root this word faith. And so it is a reliance on the things that we hope for, even though we don't see them. It's trustfulness, it's reliability, and it has different dimensions. When you think of faithfulness, it can be in a number of ways. You can have Uh, faithfulness that means kind of security. It can be kind of a figurative thing where, you know, faithfulness is you're assured of something that's going to be there, or it can be, you know, fidelity in a moral sense. And really what it's speaking about here is definitely a relational sense. Okay, faithfulness to one another, faithfulness to God. And that is a dimension that we want to engage in and see how important it is. One definition that I think is really beautiful about faithfulness is love that hangs on. I love that. It's love that hangs on. It doesn't let go. Love that doesn't quit. This is faithfulness. And you think about the people in your life who have been faithful, moms who've been there all along. Maybe they hound you a little bit, but they're faithful. Maybe you have a friend that you know you could count on, you could call on at any time and they would be there for you. Maybe it's grandparents. Maybe it's someone who is close to you in some way, who doesn't sink away when the storm comes, who who doesn't disappear when things get rough, someone who steps into your life at the time when you really need it, someone who's faithful, someone who is there. It's kindness, it's goodness, it's love set on repeat. It's goodness over and over and over again. It's kindness over and over and over again. It's love just repeating itself, repeating itself constantly, In someone's life. And at the beginning, it might seem, you know, a little inconsequential, but at the end of it, it's the only thing that is going to stick around. You know, it's one of these fruit, these elements of the spirit that we don't give a lot of attention to, but you notice it because it's always there. And it's something that is supposed to be developed in our life. Faithfulness leads to trust. It's showing up in the lives of people. When you think about people you trust, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday, it's usually not the things that are huge, it's all the little things that are always there. Brene Brown was talking about in her book, Daring Greatly, about trust being small things that happen all the time. And when she was talking to her daughter about her friends who she trusts in, she asked, well, who do you trust? And she named some girl. Well, why do you trust her? Well, because at my soccer game, she said hello to my grandparents by name. And she thought, well, that's kind of strange. Why why Would that be a big deal? And then she remembered, "Oh, I remember my friends when they actually knew and ask the questions about my parents when they were ill. And it's like, yeah, I do trust them. Why? Because they show interest in, they're concerned about. He said, one of the things that people see in the element is trust is if you show up at a funeral service, then that's something that leaves a memory that you were there for them at those times. This past Thursday, had a funeral service out in Pasadena for a old boss and friend of mine years back. And and he got me a job when I was laid off, and he helped me, and I actually, um, his son and daughter were in my high school class way back when, so I knew them when they were little kids and stuff. And so he was a part of my life, and I remember it was like really difficult, I had to be here for practice at 6.30, and it was 3 o'clock, or 3.30 in Pasadena, and it's like, okay, Pasadena, if I'm out of there at 4.30, I'll get back here. at you know. It's just playing this time, but it was important for me to be there because I had to show the importance of him in my life. It was just a step of faithfulness. And we had to leave early so we didn't get to say hello to a lot of people, but I saw Bobby, his son, the guy who was in my high school, and he's like, Sam. He recognized me. I I recognized him. Corrine didn't recognize him because he's a man now. She hadn't seen him for years. He's like, she's all, hello? She goes, it's Bobby. And she goes, Bobby, you know. It's been years. He used to come over to our house. That was before we had kids, um, a long time ago. But faithfulness is, again, being there where someone trusts that you're going to be there in their life. Now, how do you manufacture faithfulness? How do you manufacture character? It's not something you just make. It's produced through time and communion with God. Faithfulness is developed over time. I counsel people on occasions, and and this week I counseled a couple who had uh, unfaithfulness in their marriage. And immediately the words, I'm sorry, come out, and immediately there is this wanting to restore what has been damaged, but it takes time. Restoration doesn't just happen. Oh, I said, like my son Daniel used to say, I said my sorries. You know, is that enough? I said my sorries. That's good, right? Lauren would say, I'm still mad at you, I don't, he goes, but I said my sorries. Sometimes saying your sorries doesn't produce faithfulness because it's produced over time in relationship. It's produced over time developing that consistent, I'm there for you, I'm there for you, I'm there for you. And that's the posture of faithfulness, there for you, not there for me. You know, when you go to the funeral, you're going there for someone else. It's beneficial to you, but it's really for them. Now, faithfulness is an attribute of God. It's something we see throughout Scripture that God is faithful. In Joshua 23, 14, it says, Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. Joshua speaking, You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Think about that. Not one promise of God has ever failed. And again, faithfulness is being built up on something. It's being built up on God, who he is, his character. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what we see. We have faith in God. Our faithfulness comes from God. It's a character of God that's now showing up in us. Hebrews ten twenty three says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. God, again, is faithful. Psalms 36, verse five, your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. I wanna read that verse in the message translation because this is really cool. It says, God's love is meteoric. His loyalty astronomic, his purpose titanic, his verdicts oceanic, yet in his largeness, nothing gets lost. Not a man, not a mouse, slips through the cracks. Isn't that beautiful? Nothing slips through the cracks. He is there. He is faithful. He is someone you can lean your weight on, your life on and trust your future too. And he's asking us to do the same thing, to be those kinds of people that someone can bank on, that you will be there to help and to represent God to me when necessary. First John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful to us. He will forgive us. He will cleanse us. That's part of his faithfulness. Faithfulness doesn't always feel good, but it has a long-term good over a short-term happiness. I'm here because I want to be here for the benefit of this relationship. Faithfulness, again, is relational. You know, a lot of times when something happens to us, we are hurt. Circumstance that is difficult, our instinct is to run away, to make things easier. Maybe it's to leave that job. Maybe it's to leave that relationship. We just want things to to be easier. But faithfulness is to choose hope in that circumstance evidence of things hoped for faithfulness is saying i believe that there is more that can take place here and i'm going to see it through you know as we've been doing this series on journey we've been looking at different people in their journey and we've seen the faithfulness of god in their lives We saw Abraham, he didn't have a child and he was Abram and he was without a child and he was old, he's over a hundred years old and then God's faithfulness was there. God changed his name to Abraham. We saw Jacob and how he had to flee his life because of Esau, run and escape. And for 14 years, he was working for Laban and years later, he wanted to come back to the land of promise, wrestled with God, was given the name Israel. We talked about Peter last week. Here's a man who's just a fisherman. He struggled, failed the Lord, denied him, was restored, and God changed his name from Simon to Peter. Next week, we're going to talk about Paul. Here's a man persecuting the church. God gets a hold of him, changes his life, changes his name from Saul to Paul. God is the one who has been faithful in their lives, and God is the one who had hope for them even when they had failed. So, faithfulness in our lives, someone who has failed you. Let me ask you to to take on the mindset of God. What does God want to do in that person's life? How does God want to work in that situation, in that problems? God's faithfulness is an invitation to our faithfulness. So instead of looking at my wife or my husband or this person who's hurt me as someone who has just failed, do I see, well, is God done with them? Are they stuck and that's all that's going to happen to them? Faithfulness will help you to see Abraham and not Abram. Faithfulness will help you to see Israel and not Jacob. Faithfulness will help you to see Peter, not Simon. See Paul, not Saul. Faithfulness will help you to see that person as God sees that person. The hope to stick through it because God isn't done in their lives. How long is it going to take? Took Abraham quite a while. Can't answer that. You know, it's heartbreaking when I sit down and talk to a couple and tragedy is in their relationship. You want the fix to be immediately. But faithfulness is saying, no, I know the hope for the future that there can be and I'm going to place my trust in God for you and for our future. That's faithfulness. It's something that has to happen. Who does God see in the person across from you? Who does God see in your coworker? Who does God see in your child? Does he see a Paul and all you see is the Saul? Faithfulness sticks through it till the transition happens and makes the change. James 1:17 it says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And it's believed that this is a reference to a sundial, where if you're looking at a sundial, the shadow will change based on the time of day that it is. And it's saying that God does not change like the shifting shadows. It's like time stops on God's faithfulness. It never sways. It never moves. It never gives an inch. It never budges. It is steadfast. Time stops when it comes to God's faithfulness. There is no way around it. This is our hope. He is constant. He is the same. Yesterday, today, forever, the almighty God is faithful. He who has called us is faithful. He will also do it. Now, he's going to do that in our lives and he's going to do that in the lives of the people around us. We have hope in him, we have faith in him to trust him for these circumstances. And although we have the ability to choose, remember this is choosing to be generous in how we see people. It's up to them what they do with that generosity just like it's up to us with what we do with God's faithfulness to us. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins unless we choose not to go to him. But his faithfulness is there. In Deuteronomy 7 verse 9, it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God keeping his covenants of love to a thousand generations. A thousand generations. It doesn't stop. It doesn't end. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Starting at verse 16. 2 Corinthians four sixteen. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day and day. By day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Faithfulness is putting our eyes on the eternal. It is not being moved by circumstances. It is being moved by our belief and our trust in God. You will not be a faithful person if you are not having a life that is founded on the faithfulness of God. You will be able to be there for people in some ways and some things. But when things get difficult, how do you hope for the future unless you have a God who is working even through the future? And I love how it says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. God is working to make us into those new creations Just like he did with Simon to Peter, Saul to Paul, God is moving in us and changing us and using circumstances in our lives to make us different people. Faithfulness allows the work of God to continue in our lives. What happens is we lose hope, we lose sight, we forget that God is at work or we don't care about that work and then it gets neglected and the change stops. The faithfulness of God has no effect on us because we detach ourselves from his faithfulness. We detach ourselves from the hope, detach ourselves from the promise. The faith is not there in God. No, my circumstances suck and I hate my life and I don't want to continue. And so I give up because I'm fed up. Sorry if the language is harsh, but it's the truth of how we feel. We quit. Why? because this is all I see. So you don't have faith in the God who is at work in you and in them and in the circumstances. You don't have faith. You don't trust that God is going to work. Well, I just don't see it. Of course, that's what he's saying. The things you see are temporary. It's the eternal things that you don't see, that God is working. Faith is the substance of things not seen. And until you put your weight on the faithfulness of God in your life and in your circumstances, you will not receive the benefit of faithfulness in your own life. And it's not easy. And it is going to bring about tears and it is going to bring about broken hearts and it is going to Age you like nothing else. You're going to lose your hair, have gray hair, or both. It will take its toll on you. But you see, we don't lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Inwardly, I am trusting God more now than ever before for this circumstance, for this trial, for this difficulty. Years ago, when the kids were small and I had put them to bed, I used to sing a song to them. It was Lamentations 3.22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning, great is your faithfulness. Remember those songs? Every night, I'd say, sing us a song. And I'd have to sing it twice in the boys' room because I'd have to scratch each of their backs while I sang the whole song. (laughs) But I remember singing that song and it just being, okay, God, it was a song that meant something to me because I had kids and, man, I didn't know how I was going to support these kids and it was difficult so that song was a promise to me. And I remember one time when the boys were a little bit older, maybe like four years old, it was Jordan was sitting there playing with the box, and all of a sudden I heard him singing that song, just sitting there while he was playing. I don't know if he was singing it or just humming it, but I just heard it coming from him. And I remember thinking, wow, it's in him. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies. Never come to an end. And what I used to sing to him was now coming out of him. And I remember thinking, well, that's cool. Okay, Lord, it's going to be okay. And it was okay for a while. But then there's been some rough times. There's been some rough years. And there's been some struggles in my children's life and in our life. And there are times where Karina and I could only just sit and cry together because we didn't know what else we could do. There were times when I thought I was going to lose my son. Two of my boys, I thought I was going to lose them. I, I just didn't know what was happening. And we just held on to the fact that God is faithful. We prayed, we trusted God. And God is faithful. My son's here tonight. It's a miracle. He can tell you about those things. I don't want to share his story with you. He can share that, and I encourage you to talk to him about it. But it's been years. It's been rough, and it's taken a toll on me. It's taken a toll on him. It's taken a toll on Corrine. But that's what faithfulness does, is it holds you through the hurt. It holds you through the times when You have nothing else to hold on to. And I know that not every story ends happily. I know that there are parents whose children do not make it. And it's not that God is unfaithful. We live in a fallen world. But this is something that I I do know that even though we are wasting away inwardly, we can still be renewed. And when Paul says our light and momentary troubles, he's not talking about just the difficulties of hardship, maybe we know. He's talking about death. The church was going through persecution at that time. And he says they're achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them see there's hope in a future romans eight twenty eight all things work together for the good, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. God is going to use every tragedy in your life, whatever it might be, to work something good in your heart and in your life for eternal sake it'll hurt. It'll leave a scar. It'll change you forever. But it'll also make you so that you come through it shining like gold. That's what faithfulness does. Faithfulness, as it's shown by us, it also changes us and helps us to reflect Him more. He is faithful, and faithfulness is what he wants to be seen in us because it's part of his character, and so it should be part of ours. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your mercy in our lives, Lord, how you did not give up on us, how you have been faithful And Lord, whatever is ahead of us, we know that you can be trusted. Lord, may we see the work that you are doing, not only in us or in our circumstances, but in the people around us. May faithfulness extend beyond us to others. May it not just be a faithfulness we hold, but may it be a faithfulness that we give. So I pray for strength, Lord, for those who are going through the difficult times, for the couple that I talked with this week, Lord, who are in the depths of just sorrow and hurt, Lord. I pray for those here who are in similar situations, hurts, circumstances that are pressing in on them, Lord, may they see your faithfulness and may they be faithful to trust in you, and to give that faithfulness to those around them. or that they might change the circumstances and be changed also by them. We thank you again for your goodness, your faithfulness. Lord. We thank you for this time you've had in Jesus' name. You have been listening to the Genesis podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings.